Hello and welcome to Let That Shit Grow podcast. This is Brooke and I am your host. Today I'm going to have my husband Alex join us in a conversation about the ego. So let's get into it. Hello and welcome back to another episode. Today we have a guest, I guess, (laughs) if you want to call it that. Um, My husband Alex is going to join me in a conversation about the ego and what exactly, I guess, that means and stands for as far as, what would you think, like, not just spiritual, but just daily ego, personal ego? Yeah, just how it influences uh, reaction and decision-making and kind of who you are as a person. So before we even get into this, I asked Alex, what should our topic be? And it was super impromptu, like last-minute decision, and he immediately said, let's talk about the ego. And it kind of threw me off because I wasn't prepared to talk about the ego, so I'm hoping he is, but... What made you think this would be a good topic for us to talk about? Oh, the ego is incredible. So it has taken me up until probably like, I don't know, a month or two ago to even realize what my ego was. So you're talking, you know, 30 plus years um, to even figure out what it was. Uh, So what brought me to... Uh, the topic of ego, um, I'm a big podcaster, um, so that we do have that in common mm. since you have your own. Mm-hmm. Um, so Mine's your favorite. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, so I, I've got a couple guys that, uh, that I'm really, really keen on right now podcast-wise. Um, one of the podcasts is uh, called Soul of Jarrett. Um, Was this the one... We both list the one you showed me the other day. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, yeah, it's cool. It's a it's a little bit out there for probably most of the viewers in the uh, in our immediate area. Maybe not. But, but I feel like people who are enjoying this podcast would probably maybe enjoy. But it, you yeah. guys also have to understand this is some of these podcasts. Mine is very diluted. I feel like compared to others, like this one we're talking about right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. so- have you an know, open mind. <laughs> right. So, so soul of Jarrett. Jarrett is a, he's a younger guy. Um, but he has a frequent guest on his podcast. And I also follow this guy's podcast. Uh, his name is Eben. Um, so he's a ex NFL player. Um, I really, really like him. His voice is really cool, <laughs> but that's not the only reason why I like him. Um, but anyway, I was on my way to work and I was listening to uh, one of the episodes and Jarrett and Evan um, really kind of dig in on their perception. perception. Yeah, that's a perfect word. Their perception of the ego inside of you. So like a lot of people, when you say the word ego, just immediately probably think like... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Like, ah, like, um, super into themselves. What's the word I'm looking for? Big ego, like the ego fills the room. Yeah, yeah. Overly confident. Right. Um, I I can't think of the term I'm searching for, but I feel like the ego we're going to discuss is more 
It's the ego that we're going to discuss is the ego before it became your identity. Right. But like ego is a lot of times associated with I, me, who I am, your personality, belief system, stuff like that. And that's, yeah, and that's pretty much what, I mean, if you peel back the layers of the onion of the ego, that's that's what it is. So why, okay, so I feel like a lot of people view the word ego as negative. They do, yeah, I agree with that. Um, and I, I did too. Um, so, and this is all just kind of my opinion from, you know, perspectives, my perspective from, right. from other perspectives. This is we're not professionals. We're just giving right. you yeah, guys our yeah. perspective. Yeah. Don't, don't come find me if you <laughs> make life decisions off of this It's one not podcast. our fault. Um, so essentially, you know, your ego, um, in my opinion, your ego is there to protect you. Hmm. Um, so your ego, uh, you know, in your day-to-day life, the little person or voice or, you know, pictogram, whatever you want it to be in your head, uh, you know, if you're walking close to a cliff, it may tell you, hey, you should be careful. You don't want to slip and fall. So ego can very well be fear. Is that the same comparison or is it different? I mean, fear could be a part of your ego for sure. Um, You know, so your ego, in my opinion, is there to protect you. Um, So what we've what I think people do a really terrible job of is letting your ego kind of overtake other decisions that you make Um, as far as decisions that, you know, don't require like protecting you, Mm -hmm. I guess, which I guess you could also make the argument that every decision you make can, you know, make or break you, right? The, The term, but... But uh, but learning to embrace ego and fear and not push it away. Yeah, if you can, big. yeah, if you can understand um, when your ego is trying to tell you something, and if you can, you know, practice, you know, basically picking your little ego up in your head underneath the armpits and, and walking him over to the corner of the room and setting him there, and then walking back into the other room to revisit. Uh, you know, what you're trying to make a decision mm-hmm. on. Um, so I th- separating your ego from your all, your overall decision-making on your on a daily basis is what you need to do? Or do you think we should embrace the ego and bring the ego with us on those decisions and not so much leave the ego in the other room? No, I, I don't think you should ever leave the ego in the other room, but I, I do think it would be a really interesting practice, uh, which I've been trying to do to to remove the ego mm-hmm. for a second and think about the situation, the problem, um, the joy, the sadness, whatever kind of emotion that you're feeling in the midst of a decision. So it takes the bias opinion out of the situation. Yeah, pretty much. It's It's, yeah. So you're not like, so if you're having a disagreement with someone and you notice Mm -hmm. you're really pissed and you're really hot and you're like, hold on a minute, this is my ego. Let me take this ego out for just a second and let me really view all, all points right now. So I don't react in an ego or narcissistic way. Right. And then whenever you figure out what that is, it's like, okay, ego can come back and embrace it Yeah, because I think a lot of people push 
like look at fear and ego as a negative thing. But I think at the same time, like if you can learn how to work with your ego and fear, you would probably do a lot more things you wouldn't normally do and like learning how to love it. So like instead of treating fear as a bad thing or ego as a bad thing, like love that feeling, like give that feeling love. What does that feeling need from you and how can you love it and show it compassion and show it love? And then your reaction in your decision-making could be surprising after that. Yeah, and I think that's kind of the second part of it. But I also kind of, you know, back to what I said before, I think the important part of this is you, you've really got to segregate. Uh, you've got to learn to segregate along with bringing your ego with you, but segregating your ego mm-hmm. when thinking about something or a problem or, you know, an altercation or you know, something as simple as, uh, as, you know, someone inviting you to go do something, you know what I mean? It's a, your ego may say, yeah, that'd look really good. You know what I mean? Like I'm, you know, someone invites you to uh, go play some pickup basketball and you're like, yeah, I'm tall. I'm athletic. Like it'd be kind of cool. I could probably do really good at that. You know what I mean? But that's, you know, that's, that's your ego. So take your ego out for a second and maybe you're like, you know what? Like, I've got to get up for work. Uh, you know, if I got hurt, maybe, you know, I don't know. Do I really want to play tonight? And, uh, you know, that's kind of that teeter-totter of, uh, of you know, separating the ego. That's a really, really terrible analogy to think about say, it. Okay. But, uh, no, I feel like you're no, something But I think, though. yeah, and, I, and, and to go with that, I think that when you separate uh, – you know, your ego for a little bit, it it takes away fear, right? Like I said before, your ego is there to protect you, which is awesome. You're never going to find anything that cares about you more than your ego. Um, You know, that's a very, your ego is very selfish. You know what I mean? That's a Mm. selfish part of you. And a lot of people think selfish is bad. No, and I don't think selfish is bad. But selfish I'm isn't bad. A lot but, of people may view the word selfish and relate it to a negative feeling when yeah. really you should embrace the selfishness and say, Do I want this? Is this going to bring me joy? Is this going to bring me happiness? Yeah. Is this something I really want to do? Or do I feel like I need to do this because it it looks good for me to do this with certain people? Or right. it looks good from an outside perspective, if I do this one really inside, right. you really don't want to do it selfishly. Yeah. It's just not for you. And I think selfishness along with the, you know, which is everybody probably and most people in the world, you know, we've, we've kind of been conditioned um, to, to kind of think like what you just said, like selfishness is bad um, because we have kind of trained ourselves and society's kind of trained us that, that, you know, really egotistical people are bad, you know what I mean? We've just been trained to use our egos the, the totally wrong way, um, which, you know, there's a lot of, I, I'm not going to get into it, but there's a lot of factors that kind of play into that and just kind of, you know, going down through the motions and what we see on TV, what we hear. But I mean, think about it in a way where this can make sense for all of you guys listening, like... A lot of times on a daily basis, we are faced with fear in some way, whether it's a decision we're making or um, a situation that gets presented to us that's not familiar. Anything unfamiliar is going to result in the feeling of fear. And when that happens, you run the opposite way most of the time. But like, what if you were presented with something 
and you could remove the ego, remove the fear for just a minute and say, okay, this is happening. You know, why do I feel fear all of a sudden? Because it's different. And if that's the only reason why you are feeling fear, then maybe you should take that chance. Maybe you should embrace the fear, give it the love and compassion it needs to accomplish something maybe you never thought you would accomplish before. So embracing fear and ego back again with compassion and love. So how can we do this on our practice, this on a daily basis and like know the difference between danger of ego and fear and good with ego and fear? That's a really, that's a really good kind of question. My last question. I think that it's, you know, you kind of, you start out really simple with it. Like I just kind of, you know, stated like, take your ego out of it, but you're going to have to, you know, by taking your ego out and, and thinking about something in a new perspective, um, that's kind of, you know, if you think about it and, you know, the silver cord is still attached to your ego, like your ego still sees like what you're thinking about and here's what you're thinking about without it. Mm. Um, so it's kind of a way of training your ego to kind of embrace fear the way that it embraces protecting you. Because ego to me too, the bad ego could be one-sided and one point of view and it's like my way or no way. I would say typically that's that's how you know, kind of back to what I was saying, that's kind of how we've been conditioned to, mm-hmm. to Whether it's think about ego, or, right. you know, what the best sport Just is. Just some or. kind of conformity of some mm-hmm. sort, yeah. But it's, yeah, it's a tough practice. So I've, I've really been working on that. Um, and it is hard, yeah. Gives, what's something that you feel like recently or maybe just in general in your lifetime, that is a common fear that maybe could have been a good thing and you chose to go with the feeling of fear instead of embracing fear with compassion. What what do you think you could have been doing differently in your life if you would have understood that a long time ago? Uh, probably. Um... I feel like I am like, <laughs> I feel like I'm really, we don't even... It's just yeah, so you guys, really I'm, me. I'm really grilling you, but we don't have a, like a piece of paper with bulletin points in front of yeah, us. Unfortunately, this was not rehearsed. This so. was like, and none of them are like a lot <laughs> of the times I'm like, Ooh, this sounds like a good topic. And I do it by myself and I just ramble on, but all right, let me run with this. Why, why I've got something in my head. Otherwise I'll forget. Cause I'm, I'm in the background here. We've got March madness on. This is my uh, yeah. favorite time of the year. Great so. idea to do a podcast with March madness. On. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so probably recently what I really have tried to, um, set my ego aside on and kind of look at it from a different perspective, maybe start walking down a, a path through the woods that maybe a few deer have taken if that makes sense like it's not totally worn down uh, as opposed to the nice flat dirt track that I've Mm. been on yeah uh you know I grew up an only child so you know I didn't have you know if I wanted to do something it was I did it my way um I dealt with everything on my own uh as far as you know feelings problems physically mentally um you know, everything. Uh, so, you know, you can imagine what kind of an ego and only child develops, you know, from the time they're born until they're 33 years old with gray hair and three kids and a wife at home. 
Um, so what I've really started to try to embrace and remove my ego from has been um, just the way that I handle emotions mm. and feelings and, you know, just kind of my actions in my everyday life, just trying to embrace the fact without my ego that it's like, hey, Alex, it's okay to feel a certain way, don't let your ego try to protect you from growth. So don't let your ego like jump in the way and say, hey, no, we don't feel this way because we're, you know, we're too mentally tough historically to to have this thought or to feel this way. Um, so removing that little guy saying, hey, you know, you know, shape up, dust it off, rub or some dirt on it. The way you know? we've been doing things together may have not been very beneficial in an emotional way. Cause, yeah. Okay, so I'm only saying this because this triggered a recent um, conversation you and I had. So we're yeah. kind of getting personal right now, and Alex yeah. doesn't even realize. <laughs> but so I feel like we had a conversation not all that long ago about how we communicate with each other in our relationship. And we realized that you being an only child, you only process things mentally on your own by yourself. There was no one to bounce ideas off of. There was no one to, you know, verbally vent to at the end of the day, if you were mad about something. Whereas for me coming from... It was from, just kind of a, like a one, uh, one trick pony for me, you know, yeah. like it was, Hey, this is what it is. And let's, let's do it. And as for me, like coming from a family, you know, with a bunch of siblings and sharing a room with my sisters, like that's what I did. I bounced issues, ideas, conversations around with them or whatever. But in our marriage, I think for a long time, we like, what is it with our communication that's lacking or what is it with our egos not being able to get along at times? And well, How, until recently, yeah. we just kind of realized that it was ego-driven. Right. So that's but, been like the growth point, you know, which is really refreshing. So like perfect example, if I'm upset with something and I go to you or I go to Alex for something that I'm irritated about or whatever, and I'm rambling on, I want to talk about it. I want to express it. I want him to know how I feel, why I feel that way. I want to have a conversation and I need feedback. I need that conversation to happen. Like you hear me, you see me, you validate me, right? And my response is always just kind of like, well, what's your problem? Okay, here's you know, X is the problem. And it's like, all right, well, here's a solution to fix X. I don't even think you, 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 now you do that. But I think before where we were struggling with that, with the whole, our egos not getting along was you wouldn't respond. Like you would be in your head. And I think that goes back to you being an only child processing it in your mind. I was just kind of sorting out in my own head, you know, and solving the problem for myself in a way that Mm -hmm. it made sense. So essentially I I was making your problem like, my problem and how would I handle but it? But like, so you're laying on the couch and I walk in and I'm like, da, 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 da. and you're like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to, I'll do better next time. And to yeah. me, that's not enough. I want to have a conversation about it in full throttle. Right, but but to you. That's me acknowledging you and then in my own head saying, yeah, I'm and processing and saying, okay, well, here's, you know, here's the issue. So I could probably do this better. I don't want to do this better, but I guess I can, you know. But so when I'm walking away, I think he does not care. He's not trying yeah, to even I, hear or see me. He's just telling me this so I get off his back about it. But really, 
when we broke it down that one night, we're like, what is it? And we were like, but wait a minute. that was like the awareness moment, you know, where it's like I finally was able to put it into words, you know, set the ego aside and explain to you like, no, like it's I do care. Here's Here's why you're not getting the response you want. But I think you know? so – since we're on topic of this with like your personality too. And I think a lot of people who are only, you know, an only child or like maybe someone like me, who's in a family of multiple siblings or whatever, like your personality with the way you've like trained your ego and your brain to process things, especially as an only child can come off kind of cold. Like it comes off kind of cold. Yeah, yeah it does. <laughs> it does. And a lot um, of people I've are heard like, that my entire life, but a lot of people are like, Alex doesn't say a whole lot or Alex has like doesn't respond or Alex keeps himself or Alex can be kind of cold about this. It's like, but if they really understood the reality yeah, of that. So my brain's not cold. Like maybe my outer, yeah, my outer shell. layer, my shell is really cold, but my brain is really active. You believe are it or really not. processing things. Yeah, you just don't really verbally express it because you were an only child and you did it through your mind. Not and, through and, your Yeah. Verbal. And I don't want to, I don't want to give someone, I mean, I guess, you know, the way I used to be, and I probably still am, because I don't want to give anyone ill advice, you know, like, I want to process through it, because I don't want to, I don't want to give somebody advice that I haven't really considered, Mm. you know, and most of the time, by the time I process through that, you know, maybe they've already resolved their issue or something, but, um, I don't know, I I guess that's kind of where that stems from, it's like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to give you insight that I've rushed that could potentially well, lead to and more. And I don't harm. even think it's just that. I think it also stems from the fact that, like, you didn't have to give people advice growing up because no one was asking oh, you for I just, advice. Whereas I literally, for me, being yeah. the oldest, they're like, a lot of times my siblings came to me or issues would come to me and I would try to fix it. So, like, now as being in a couple with somebody or being in a relationship with somebody who did things the complete opposite way, we've been together for how long? Oh, gosh. Uh, <laughs> tw- 12, 12 years? I think it's been like 12 or 13 12 years. years. But And we're just now figuring out why our egos and communication lie. Yeah, and I think that that's, uh, that's really awesome because like in today's society, back to the ego thing, I think a lot of marriages get destroyed by ego Mm. and I think that people you know men and women uh, maybe aren't aware that that's the problem or maybe they are and they're just like you know what like that's just my ego is who I am and it doesn't work with you so like see you later well and that's the thing so like with the ego and relationships it's like Noticing it for what it is needs to be That's, enough. You cannot yeah. expect your spouse you just to constantly to be, yeah. validate you and constantly yeah. give you what you're searching for, else you'll never be happy. Yes, and you you just said kind of the magic word, which is like my my third and final part of the ego is is the validation part of it. Um, That's such a, like a. I don't think people realize it until you bring it to their attention, but like the most the thing that people crave the most is validation mm-hmm. um whether they realize it or not like i feel and, like validation and, yeah. could be its own episode honestly oh my gosh, validation yeah, i can yeah. go on and on and on and on and on about yeah and you know like in today's you know what we got going on today you, you've got all these social media outlets um 
that, you know, basically what they're created for, you know, if, if you're posting on social media all the time, like you're looking for the likes, you're looking for the shares, like you're looking for the comments, like it's not enough anymore to go and do something like that you think is incredibly badass, you know, like like okay. you take a trip and you go hiking and you get up onto this like ledge that overlooks this amazing scenery and you just kind of stand there and you take a deep breath and you close your eyes and you exhale and you open and you just you're living in that moment and now you know the first thing someone would do when they got up there, you know, maybe that they don't even want to climb up there. It's like, oh man, if I climbed up there, like I could get, yeah, I could get a really (laughs) cool picture and post it. Yeah. So like, okay. So you're good about that. that, Yeah. I'm not, I, and this is my point of view and maybe some people could relate to me. I think there's definitely three scenarios to that situation. I think there's the A group of people who truly can appreciate the visual for what it is. And that's people like you. And then you have your group B people who they're not trying to look for validation, but they just enjoy sharing that experience with people because they love it so much. And that to me is me. Like when we went on the winery trip with like us girls, like, like I wanted to take pictures because I want to be, and you know, this may sound crazy. I didn't even tell the girls this when we did this and this may sound absurd, but this is how my brain thinks. I'm such a deep person. And the whole time I kept thinking, how amazing will it be one day? Like my grandkids can look back and be like, that was my grandma. And like she did. And I know that sounds crazy, but I do that with my photos of my grandma. Like I love looking back in Mm -hmm. her youthful years, like, dang, she was a fox. Like I love looking at that. And I just like think it's cool to one day think like one day our family and our future grandkids are going to look back and be like, dang grandma, you went to all these wineries. Like you were a boss. Yeah. And then you have your C group of people who, strictly do it because they don't get enough validation from others so they need someone to be like you look beautiful you look yeah. amazing that's a that's a crazy experience like how fortunate and how lucky you are so yeah. it, you know i do think that there are people who do truly just want to share an experience because they just want to embrace it and remember it in every way possible and that's truly yeah. what i try to do i don't care about and, the and validation yeah. and just to like justify too like you know you classified people like that like like there's nothing wrong with that if you like if you like posting pictures for people to like and like you've got a following, you know, whatever it may be on Instagram or Facebook or something and you like that attention, that's really what like does it for you, then by all means, you know what I mean, do it. You know, if it gives you that little bit of dopamine in the moment, like that's great. Just don't um, fall victim to the Yeah, validation. I'm just I'm just suggesting like maybe, you know, at some point, you know, that's that's not going to be a viable option for you anymore. So you know, all I'm suggesting is, you know, I, I, I think that validation and ego go hand in hand. Like if you, if you've got a big ego, then, then you're going to, the more validation you're going to need. Or the more you want to tell people about the experience. Yeah. And and it may not even be validation. It's just like, Hey, I want you to hear my point of view on this because I think it's the best and I think it's right. I am a cool person because I get to do this, hang out with these people. So that can be like where the ego comes in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's cool. Yeah. And that's really cool. Like if you first meet somebody, because you know, if someone shares some stuff, it's like, oh, dude, like that sounds really badass. So I, like, I like, like to do this those could things. Go back to the other topic I had in the past on the podcast about being aware of your thoughts. Like when you're taking a picture, what are you thinking? Why do you want to take that picture? Are you taking it because you're like, I can't wait to post this on Facebook so people can tell me how lucky I am to be doing this? Or are you taking the picture because 
you want to always remember it and embrace the moment and have something to look back on. Yeah. So I, uh, before I, before I got into the electrician's trade, I worked at a a sporting goods store, um, across the river in Indiana. And I was fortunate enough to have, uh, the two owners were still there when I was working there. And one of the majority owners was a very, very interesting cat, man. One of the coolest guys. He really was. Are you talking yeah. about? Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say his name. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name. I know who you're talking about, I think. Yeah, yeah. He he was, oh, such an interesting dude. Um, I feel like and and you talk about authentic. one of those guys. Yeah, you talk about one of those guys that, like, just lives for the moment. Like, no pictures, no Doesn't nothing. Doesn't give a shit about what anyone else thinks. He's yeah. living his best yeah, life. Yeah, he's just, he's living it up. One time, I was up in his office. And we were just kind of shooting the shit. And, uh, and and maybe someone else was up there too. And we were, he was talking about some trip he'd been on. You know what I mean? And uh, and I was like, oh, dude, that sounds awesome. Did you snap any pictures? Like, I think it'd be really cool to see that stuff. And, uh, and I remember him looking at me and he pointed to his temples, like a finger on, mm-hmm. on each temple, like right in line with his eyes. And he said, no, nah, man, he's like, good times are right here between the ears and eyes uh you know meaning like in his memory and i was like what a fucking badass <laughs> like this dude doesn't need anything you know what i mean like and that like, guy what is truly a living life in his to life. live you know he's in his full alignment like and i think that's why he has so much success with his life because he's constantly choosing joy over yeah and he chooses what he wants to do like he does not consider like and don't don't take I don't want anyone to take this the wrong way because he is one of the most considerate, uh, giving, um, loving, respectful, like compassionate people that I've known as well. Just a really good dude. But but when it came down to it, like he didn't give a shit what anybody else wanted to do or what anybody else thought. Like it was just straight up like I want to do this because mm-hmm. I think it's really cool. And then. For him, whether he realized it or not, to set his ego aside and to just be like, I'm doing this because it sounds like a whole lot of fun. I I have no idea what the dangers are. I have no idea if there's any consequences related with this. Like, this is just it. Like, this is what I'm doing. And uh, I just think it's really cool. But yeah. he he's a when, – when I think about separating the ego from a decision, like, like he is probably the one guy that uh, – that kind of comes to my mind that I try to just kind of reflect and think like, you know, the old saying, like, uh, what would Jesus do? It's like, you know, what would, uh, what would so this guy so do? do? <laughs> yeah. What would this guy do? You know? Um, but yeah, I mean, I think, I think ego plays a big part in validation. Ego plays a big part in how you think about things. Uh, and I think ego plays a huge part in, in relationships families with kids i mean when you have kids that's a mere effect i think absolutely if you can oh my gosh i it'd be so hard i haven't even mastered it myself but like teaching your children how to uh embrace the fear and like kind of without them realizing it set their egos aside like i think that there are children out there and and parents that are able to do that and I think that it's very, very apparent who those kids are. Like, there's always a few. Like, I immediately thought of one family. Yeah, that, like, that their kid is, like, super cognitive of their surroundings. Um, are we always of the same trying family? new. I don't know. Probably. I'm not. Yeah, I, I'm kind of, I'm talking, so I'm not trying to think about who. We'll is, tell you but, who you are. <laughs> uh, 
but like they're they kind of you know their kids are like yeah i'm down to try new stuff um i want to try this i don't really care what the consequence is but then like when they need their ego Mm -hmm. it's like whoa hang on like this is getting a little bit too much maybe i should take a step back Mm -hmm. um this this potentially seems dangerous but just the fact that it's like jumping in two feet first no hesitation to try something different try something new it goes to show like Okay, so like you and I are working on embracing fear with love and compassion and like trying not to yeah. be scared when we feel fear and to look at it from every perspective to kind of be before more, making yeah, a decision. Be more drawn towards but the I thing that like creates fear. But I feel like our oldest son is very fearful. Oh, absolutely. And he anxious. Is. And yeah, I feel is. like that's our biggest struggle with him is how do we, and I think maybe that's what made us do self-reflection on ourselves. Like yeah. what are we doing as parents yeah. to make him fearful of things? That means that we're just going to have to do some really dangerous shit coming up to show yeah. him that Well, it's okay. it probably doesn't help that he had me as a mom by himself for five <laughs> years being the helicopter yeah. mom until I had the other two boys. But I think that probably started yeah. that. But I think kids need to see that their parents take risks and embrace fear so they know oh, it's okay yeah. to and screw I think, up and yeah, make the, mistakes. And like, hey, yeah, you can throw up that jump shot and you may airball it in front of the entire, you know, crowd, but yeah. you tried. Or like, hey, jump off the top of that swing set. Who yeah. cares? Like, do it. Um, and I think that the hardest part for me is, and I tell people this all the time, but uh, I, I miss the... Uh, I miss the app. This is going to sound really bad, so don't. I'll try to explain it. But I miss the COVID era. I miss. I miss being. I feel quarantined. like we embraced COVID. Like I think because honestly, a group of people who yeah, were freaked out and scared. And yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. We were scared because we were pregnant with Brady. Yes. We were scared for the unknown. But I miss but that. I we miss. Embra- we yeah. weren't like scared of. I think we embraced the isolation with one another. I think we enjoyed not having such a crazy schedule. But it really wasn't so isolated for us. It didn't we feel were isolated. Out, we were out doing things because, you know, all the sports were shut down. The schools were shut we down. We tried different things. We, we were out do. living, dude. We were straight up living. I, uh, I bought a mountain bike. Mm-hmm. And me and this awesome group of guys um, <laughs> that we called ourselves whatever bare, you guys got to tell yourself. bare bones mountain oh biking God, club. So if go. any of you guys are listening or have any involvement, like you should see their little let's, rabbit, uh, rabbit hops. Let's keep let's let's get that back going. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Um, but like mountain biking and like. Um, indoor like climbing cafe and try gymnastics gymnastics and like nothing else open so my oldest son was trying all this stuff that I was trying for the first time and like we were able to do it together and it was like you know I could sense it in him and I could sense it in me that like it was just exciting like you're trying new things you're not fearful of and maybe you were but you're like you know what there's nothing else to do so we're gonna do it I think you also realize because you love sports so much, and I so do I, but I think like having boys really like amplifies that. But it does. I think when sports was taken away, it really like triggered something in your brain like, well, now what are we going to do? Yeah, we really had to think outside the box. Yeah. And I think you realize then like, there's a lot of cool I shit. I remember out there. you talking to our neighbor and you said, you know what I've realized during COVID is that sports, especially in a small town, they are. You know, highlighted as like the this That's huge deal, this huge deal. It's all there and, is, and like you are realizing how amazing it would be just to oh raise gosh. kids 
just and little just have them free being good, spirits, free like, spirited kids. And yeah, like it took something I like think that. That's important. And it like I don't know. I feel like COVID definitely changed our mentality on everything. It did, but then like as quick as like your mentality changed when things went back to normal, they they just kind of regressed right. and went like, back. I think you just could definitely in the snap of a finger kind of snuff out of sports a little bit here and there. Yeah. I feel like you definitely got right back into the 1,000 yeah. sports. Yeah, it, and it was. And I think that that's typical of, like, everybody, you know. It's just... I think it's a, just a dad thing if you did sports. I think you just... You yeah. enjoy the sport. You yeah. enjoy teaching it. And it's just society says, like, that's what a young boy should like, do. You know? Yeah, but I think it's good to just be mindful, like, okay, maybe I don't need to pressure it or maybe I don't need to push it so much. Right. And, like, I guess the hardest part for that is, like, well, this year, perfect example. Our oldest boy, he was like, hey, you know what? I don't want to play baseball. And it's like, whoa. We were kind of like, what? <laughs> you don't want to play baseball? And he's like, no. And it's like, well, what do you want to do? You know? And it's like waiting to hear, like, okay, well, what's going on in his mind? And he's like, well, I want, I want to play more basketball. I really like basketball. So then it's like... Well, all right, like, let's find more basketball. Where can we find more basketball, you know? Like, what can what can we do to bring that along? So, I mean, it's, you know, there's always that rebound effect with kids. It's like they, they shock you by telling you something, and then, like, they tell you their reasoning, and you're like, oh, okay, like, let me, I, let me help you with this. You know yeah. what I mean? Let me try to, like, help you with it. Yeah, so just being mindful as a parent, like what and your choice-making yeah. does and what they see, it's a reflection. It's a mere yeah. reflection. Like your kids see if you take risks. Your kids see if you play it safe. Yeah. Your kids see all those things. So if you want your kids to be free-spirited and live life taking risks and chances. you got to let them make some sh- decisions. But they got to let you do the same. you got to yeah. show them it's okay to do that. Right, right. Like and- Trent was like, remember he came home and he was like, scared he was going to get a bad grade on his math test and I looked at him and I was like if you bring home an F like and you tried and you gave it 110 percent and you studied for it and you did x y and z and you still fail it at the end of the day but you gave it your best you can't beat yourself up you tried man you really tried but yeah but there's but a you different... have to show kids that it's okay to fail yeah. if you if you tell kids oh, yeah. that they can't fail then they're never going to take risks no, but yeah, i maybe. also told trent there's a difference between getting an f and studying and trying and giving it your best than not studying not giving a crap yeah. and just showing up and putting in all c's on multiple choice instead of actually doing the work and i think failure comes with a great responsibility to um you know, I don't know how we Entrance got on topic of straight this, but, A student. So it's not yeah. like, you uh, But know. it's like, you know, when you fail, um, uh, you're, you're then presented with the responsibility of, okay, uh, I'm either going to take responsibility and, and, you know, I gave it my all, but, you know, the environment that I put myself in was not, obviously did not work. So let me change the environment well, I think and the try again. Failure got brought up is because yeah. fear is failure-based. If you fail, yeah, I mean, failure fear. is fear, yeah. Fear is failure. Yeah. So you that's why it's okay to say yeah. to your kids, if you fail but you tried and you studied or, you know, whether it's a sport or, you know, an extra yeah. activity, that's my point. Like, right. And you, I think some of your best some of your best people in the world. I mean, it, you have to athletes, fail. scientists. Um, I mean, science is literally like just a composition of like a bunch of failures stacked on top of each other and questions until like you come to a, a 
pretty good hypothesis and like you test some stuff you know sports oh gosh every time you swing the bat you've got a 50 50 shot of hitting it or not um basketball 50 50 shot of making it or not I how mean, else are you gonna figure out what you're truly like empowered to do or what your true gift yeah. is if you don't try everything because it's a process of elimination when you go and you fail at things. Yep. Okay. I suck at that. And it's a, yeah, it's a that. learning experience or it's like, man, this seems kind of fun, but I suck at it. So I'm going to practice Move and get better. And, one. Yeah. Yeah. Figure out what I did wrong. But, um, you know what, Brooke? I'm going to say we I'm a really minutes. busy, yeah, I'm a really busy, important guy. I've uh-huh. got some scheduled meetings right. coming up here in about 15 minutes. So I'm going to have to bounce. Well, thanks but, for joining me as my first yeah, guest. Yeah. You're, you're welcome. If you guys could see us right now, we are sitting very close because I have no podcast gear so that's my next and then we can have more guest speakers but i can't until i get another microphone or else they're gonna have to sit in kissy distance (laughs) from me so anyway i hope you guys enjoyed having alex on today for facing ego and fear and failure and i think you did a great job breaking that down with me so thank thank you you for joining you are very podcast so all right you guys stay tuned for the next episode thanks for joining